about how our hellos you can make like a nice little yeah that didn't sound like <laughs> part of it part of any of them it, it could have been like hello, you were like, you're gonna do an hello. <laughs> i was laughing thank I you know. very much it was an interesting laugh that's for sure welcome to the summer tapes hello summer tapes hello episode can you remember three two three two is it two four four <laughs> you think we're on the second episode wait what were the other ones Back up. Back. What was last week? So oh, the the one that's the P paradox. Paradox. Oh, good for me. P for uh, pterodactyl. P for pterodactyl. Why have we never done dinosaurs before? Because they were real. Because <laughs> <laughs> they actually existed. Can you imagine if we posted an episode like this week on the Mystery Files? We'll be covering dinosaurs. I mean, were they maybe real? like the mystery of what happened to them. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna be like, that's what I meant. That is not you. <laughs> I knew you did not mean that. I mean, maybe we could. We could. There's probably some that's dinosaurs your, that, that was your case for next week. There's, there's probably some mysteries behind them, you know. Well, yeah, but probably like, something. Dinosaurs themselves being the mystery. <laughs> it's a no for me. <laughs> They're literally like scientifically like there. Real. There's bones and everything. Mm-hmm. Ew. This is random. But did you see this? Might I think this was a TikTok thing I saw. Mm-hmm. But did you see that? Um, in the ocean, like, Megalodon? you know, no, Not what you're talking about. maybe, oh. but it was like a prehistoric fish. They found like its bones at like the bottom of like one of the sea levels. And Ew. it's so old because it was a dinosaur that if you just touch the bone, it would like explode it because it was so old and brittle. Ew. Isn't that gross? So how did they get it out? Or they just left it there? I think they just left it there, but they have, like, footage of it, but they're almost, like, 100% positive that it was, like, an ancient fish. That's so cool. Right? I feel like that's, like, maybe one of the reasons a lot of our podcast episodes sometimes revolve around the ocean. It's just weird. You don't know much about it. The exactly. Whole, <laughs> the ocean is the next episode of the Files. <laughs> Where do we start? This week on the Summer Tapes, we'll be covering... Ocean. The water. The water. The water, babes. That's weird. Baby, there is a shark in the water. <laughs> no. You want to know why, why that was weird for me? Because I almost did a case. Um, I can tell you because it was really short, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. use it. But it was about this thing called Water Babies. Water babies. Which is like some sort of like, I didn't read much about it, so this is like butchering it, but it was like some sort of creature that kills people. And they're babies? Well, I think they cry. Like, like babies, b- but they're not babies. They're not babies. They're, oh. They're killers in the water. Kind of like a siren. Or like La Llorona, <laughs> but not a baby cry. <laughs> Summons you to the water to kill you. If I was a water baby, I'd be like, oh, you little baby, you little cry. You okay, don't cry, little water baby. Let's leave him there. <laughs> I'm like drowning. That. I'm like, yeah, oh they're my kind God. of annoying. But yeah, I guess to like review, literally like we were talking about like episodes and stuff. Yeah. Um, what were the other ones? Oh, pirates. Well, well, that's what I was about to say. Like going back to like the whole water thing. We've done mm-hmm. so many pirate cases. Watch this case has like nothing to do with water. And we keep going on about like, does that have to do with water? No. <laughs> it's like <laughs> underground mole people. Mole people. It's the driest it can get. 
Mold people. We should do one of those. We should. We should. We're kind of like mold people, kind of. We're exactly like mold people, but above. Except we go outside. Do we? Well, sometimes. Not once, once in a while. Outside. For, once in a while. <laughs> for the Mystery Files photo shoots we do. We do. I went outside yesterday and made cars splash me. That was fun. That was my yesterday. <laughs> That's water again. Wow. Wow. I'm just one with the water, Yes. <laughs> No, exactly. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun with the episodes this little this time. For the no, summer tapes, I'm but. loving it. I'm loving what we're doing with them. I thought, oh my god, the paradox one. I thought I was gonna have a stroke. Like what? just a little, just the panic because like how long the episode is. I'm probably gonna edit it down by the yeah. time like this is out to the viewers. But it was like an hour, like thirty. It was a movie. <laughs> Listen, we didn't know, guys. We were having technical difficulties, so it was like we recorded twice. Do you remember? Do you remember Benjamin? Benjamin was in his room, <laughs> and after we got him, we were like, "How long was the episode?" And he was like, "Really long." And I was like, "But two hours long?" Because I read the thing wrong, so I thought it was two hours. I was like, "There's no way we were in there doing yeah. that for that long." I feel like that's like the crazy thing about the podcast. You and I are like, we don't have enough content. There's not enough for people to enjoy. And then it's like three hour mark. Three hours later. <laughs> no, it's so good. It's my favorite. No, literally, like, there could be a whole alien invasion going on out there, yeah. and we would never know. We're while like filming. chatting like it's a sleepover, and we're like, yeah. oh, wait, people have to listen to all this? Well, they don't have to, but you should. But they want to. You should, and we want you to, LOL. And if you want to keep up with all of our links, you can follow us on the Mystery Files underscore at on Instagram. On Instagram. Yes, love. And then our link tree, linktree.com forward slash the mystery files you can find all of our links to everything there as well yes go look at our merch it's really cute it's on Redbubble. it's cute i almost wore the hat today but it didn't Aww. go with this outfit sadly me either next week next week for sure i'll wear next the hat for sure watch i still don't wear it i'm like our merch is so good and i keep going hmm. mm, i don't think I, I use my tote bag all the time really but i use that like all the time so ten out of ten. my shirt is really cute too i really want to get it I really want to, like, wear it out the one day. But I feel like I need to, like, go somewhere big. Yeah. To, like, wear it. No, like, what's your shirt? I want to wear it to, like, a bar or something Do like that. Do it. That'd no, be seriously. so funny. But make sure everyone's, like, in a good mindset because you're like, oh, this like, shirt? You want to talk with me? Hey, do you like mysteries? Shirt. Follow our Instagram. <laughs> oh, I should do that. Write it on the back, like, in tape. Like, yeah. our handle. You get a tattoo. A QR code. <laughs> A we QR need a QR code. code. We do need a QR code. That's actually genius. No, because people do that around the city. They like post stickers <gasps> of their QR people, codes and they smack they, them on stuff. Yeah, we should do that. We, we should, should. Do it, guys. Also, I want to shout out all the people from that party. You know who you are. <laughs> all the people who commented on our last Instagram post with the pirates and bullied Logan. Thank you because Logan did not use the Captain Crunch. And I'm sorry. Thank you for bullying Logan. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate all the house party people, all the rescue people out there. We love you the most. I had no idea that was happening. That was the craziest thing in my entire life. I was like, what is happening? Why does my phone say people? this? I guess, I guess I make promises on the podcast that I am not aware of. Yeah, you did. Remember, anyone wants to backtrack. This is the last week when I literally told Logan, if you don't use Captain Crunch as our promo picture i'm gonna be so mad and send people in the comments to bully you and i did <laughs> well that's not next week now that's uh that's, that's oh, yeah, like three that's weeks gonna, ago well, whenever you see the pirate picture if you go back yeah. on instagram and our <laughs> whole episode of the ghosted pirates it's that one we're leaking our production schedule to them like our whole our whole yeah. like listeners know what our production schedule scam. is now we're a scam but 
Yes, definitely keep up with us. We're planning on having some guests on the show. Yes, starting so, next, next episode, week. actually. Yes, so keep a, keep a little listen out for that. Yes. It's going to be so much fun. But this week, we'll be getting into Tiffany's case. To my case. And I'm so excited because I don't have to present. Okay. <laughs> Literally, thank God. But this one's going to be cute. She's different. I'm excited. Should I give you a little drum roll? Uh, yeah. Okay, I don't have, like... Anything, so I might just use my legs. Do that. It's gonna right? better than you last week. Ready? Trying to do it. Yep. This week on these summer tapes, I present the case of Beware of the Bubik. The what? The Bubik. The Bubik? It's spelled B U B A K, but I looked it up how to say it and it's Bubik. What is that? <laughs> oh, yeah, I shall explain. <laughs> also, is. I want to give a little shout out to uh, Cryptic Chronicle Podcast. I got a lot of information <gasps> from them. Is this a cryptid? It's like a legend. It's like a legendary cryptic little... And I've never heard of this. The description's going to sound a little familiar. So okay. with our with your Goosebumps shirt, I'm sure <gasps> you'll have a little uh, memory. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, what I'm wearing, you're wearing? I'm, I'm wearing a Slappy the Dummy shirt right now. Slappy the Dummy. It's not Slappy the Dummy. But there's some similarities to a different Goosebumps thing that I'm sure everyone will understand. Oh, so okay. So I'm going to get into it. Here's the intro. So, to the Czech people, there isn't anything much more nightmare-inducing than the Bubik, who's also known as the Sack Man. This monster has different names because there are different versions of the entity, along with different descriptions of its appearance. In some tales, the Bubik has a pumpkin for a head, like an <gasps> evil jack-o'-lantern. In other versions, it's described as a creature that looks similar to the orcs from Tolkien's Lord of the Rings and wears a wide-brimmed straw hat. My favorite version of the Sackman looks like a dark and creepy animated scarecrow type entity. <gasps> so it's like Wait. it's like the scarecrow walks at midnight. Is that what that episode's called? Oh, oh, that's where you were going with it. I, I mean, the pumpkin head one too. Yeah, but. no, it's like the pumpkin head one is one. What? But it's so like you can picture it. Yeah. Ooh. It's creepy. The the pumpkin head goosebumps episode freaked me out as a kid. The well, scare- scarecrow the one. scarecrow one messed me up. It really messed me up. It's real bad. Um, does it go into details at all about like the scarecrow stuff as we go on, or? Oh uh, yeah, there'll be more about it. Okay, but I'm just figuring out when a good time to tell my scarecrow story. Oh, was. tell it now. Okay, get okay. us get us in the mindset. Do you remember the story I told you about? No. no. Okay, this I'm is trying. <laughs> so, back when I used to go to church, yeehaw, in a little old elementary school, little old elementary, there was a night where I had a nightmare, oh, and. No. My friend uh, Andrew and Nate were there, and we were like in the episode of the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. I'm remembering this. Do okay. you remember yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Keep okay, going, we were literally in it, and we were like all like running away and like freaking out, and it was like we basically were the protagonists of this episode. Don't even remember their names, but you know they were like fighting him off and yeah. like getting away. And I remember we were even in the house, and like the tractor like comes through like the yeah. wall and stuff, and we were fighting it off and like freaking out. And this is on like a Saturday night. So next morning, it's Sunday, I go to church, I tell Andrew and Nate about this dream, and they also had the same exact dream, and said I was in theirs too. That is so creepy, Logan. Right? Isn't that weird? That's really weird. Yeah, I was so sad because I don't think we, like, were able to, like, get back into each other's dreams again, Mm -hmm. but it was just, like, really weird because, like, we were even, like, questioning each other. I was like, what happened here? Like, what did we do? What did you say to me here? And we were, like, correct with each other. That's so creepy. Yeah, it was, like, the weirdest experience. Because I was, like, God, I was, like, eight or nine, maybe, yeah. when that happened. 
it was weird. I, that's like the most like I think like a, a psychic analytic thing I've had yeah. happen to me before. So. That's so weird. Well, it's also weird because we were just talking last week about how, like, Stephanie, my twin sister, and I had those yeah. dreams that were the same exact dream, and mm-hmm. we both were in it and remembered exactly what happened. Yeah. But I'm wondering, if you wouldn't have had church that next morning and saw them, what if it would have became a recurring dream if you hadn't talked about it? Yeah, that's a great so point. So, at like, least you had church that next morning, or else no. you would have been stuck in that nightmare, buddy. I was so sad because I kind of wanted to go into, like, more <laughs> Goosebumps episodes with them yeah. and, like, hang out. Aww. We thought it would be so fun. You can make a spinoff of Goosebumps and do that. I actually thought about making that a TV show pitch before. Like, you actually, should. I thought that'd be a it's really cool idea. <laughs> like, if they ever do, a, if ever, if Arlstein ever wants to hit me up for a Goosebumps spinoff, I'll I've do one like that. I've talked to Arlstein on Facebook. Before. I know, guys. If you message him, he will answer you within reason. <laughs> he answered me. Good guy. Good guy. Ten out of ten. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was just like uh, one of the craziest things that ever happened to me. So this is exciting to like go so into scarecrows. Now we can picture it, but also I want to show you a picture for reference of okay. what this thing looks like. Ooh. This is different variations. And check out the more pictures online, guys, if you want to see them. And then check out the picture on our Instagram. Yes. But yeah, there's some cre- creepy I kind of want to use that first one, the one I with know. the little this illustration. Yeah. yeah, this is the first one I saw that got me into the thing. That is so But cool. yeah, creepy, bony, scarecrow-looking thing with a hat, guys. It's horrifying. So, uh, the Bubik stalks the land during the darkness of night looking for prey. The creature's creaking cart pulled by cats can be heard upon its approach as it stares into the night with dead, hungry eyes. <laughs> the sack man will only leave his cart to haunt. The sack man. The sack man. He's got many names. A man with many names. The sack man. The sack man will only leave his cart to haunt riverbanks. Oh, there is water. There you go. Oh. That's the water. Um, will leave his cart to haunt riverbanks and woods, seeking out innocent travelers to follow to their doom. And this one also has similarity to the thing we were talking about earlier with the water babies. So the oh. monster can also perfectly mimic the cry of a newborn baby. Oh, is that why you brought it up? I was kind of like hinting. You were hinting a little bit? Yeah. So, so this does involve water. You're like, oh, I don't know. Well, it's not like in water. But like, it, it, it has bank. water. Yeah, everything has water. Bring me little water, Sylvie. Bring me little water now. Insert James Charles. <laughs> Jump scare. <laughs> So, uh, mimics the cry of the newborn baby, which is the most useful tool to lure to prey the kill. And, you know, for what? What's the most To use- pray for the kill. Oh, the water baby thing. Oh, it's but it's this guy. But it's this guy. It's, it's, it's pretending to be a baby, but it's just this guy. But it's just, he's just crying like a little baby. Well, this guy's like not, not a cryptic. He's just some guy. He comes tapping on a window. Yeah, he's just like crying. Why are you talking smack about the sack man? <laughs> he starts knocking on our window and he's like a full grown man. And he's like, Wah. I go, get a life. Get a life. He goes, I'm a little baby. I go, shut up. <laughs> no, you're not. You're grown adult. But you actually realize it's actually me outside the window. <laughs> Even more reason to kick you out so quick. <laughs> I do it real fast. You would, you, would, you would kick me out quicker than the stranger. If I was yeah. doing that, you'd be like, go I go, Logan, go I'm home. getting you an Uber. Leave. <laughs> I will send you on that bus. They will find a way home for you. <laughs> Walk. So going further, this part's really creepy. I love it. Not love, love it, but I like the creepiness. That's the biggest grin on your face. Like, this part's so horrifying but it's, and terrible. But it's so, like, weird. Okay. okay. So it says the sack man weaves the souls of Ooh. those it kills into decaying clothing that it then wears. So imagine wearing, like, this crazy dark cloak, but it's just the souls of people you've, like, Ooh. taken the lives of. 
Whoa. Like, what? That's crazy to think about. Whoa. Visually, that's, like, crazy. I know. Oh, that's so cool, too, because that's why, like, it had, like, the little cloak thing on in the one picture. Yeah. Okay, got that's it. That's just some decaying clothes. So, uh, wow. children that the creature can catch are not horrifically murdered straight away, but they're actually just placed into the monster's sack to an altern- alternate existence where the child is aware and paralyzed. So... Isn't that, like, a boogeyman thing, too? Yeah. Yeah. He's essentially the check, like, boogeyman. Oh. But I just oh, thought it was cool. also like an interesting thing that they're still alive, like inside of this thing. Oh my god, it's just like Pokemon, how like they like exist in their own little like yeah, world in inside the ball. <laughs> they're just essentially in Pokeballs. So uh, the child is aware and paralyzed, yet it's separated from mortal death. Uh, sorrow will engulf them as they must endure the daily existence of the Bubik. Only on the full moon is the child brought out for murder in a specific ritual that the Bubik takes extra care in weaving the soul oh. of the child in an agonizing slow torment. Ooh. So before we started this uh, podcast, I was like, oh, it's technically true crime, <laughs> but it's not. So we not have this all. same debate because it's still like murder, but it's yeah. different because it's... Do they like... Is it just kind of like a legend, like how like Krampus was like, you better go yes. to bed, kind yeah, of like a, a lot horror of these story. Are like the same idea, like okay. taken from all these different places. Kind of the like world. an urban, like urban uh, legend, urban legend, like folklore kind of thing. Yeah, that's so interesting. So there's like no way to like save the souls or anything. Like it's just kind of like they're done. Dang, yeah, they just be done. Wow, kind of sounds like. I know it's like a big thing right now, but it kind of sounds like a Stranger Things kind of thing the with the upside thing. down. I thought the same thing when it's talking about uh, kind of spoilers ahead, just in case, just don't listen. Oh, but it's just talking about the paralyzing thing and like mm-hmm. just very. Yeah. Oh, okay. Paralyzing. I thought you were going to be like, well, this happen. person dies. No, I'm not going to say <laughs> nothing like that. But yeah, very Stranger Things. But yeah, it kind of reminded me when you were mentioning the kid. Like I kept picturing Will a little bit. Yeah, like, and kind the upside of like down. the lostness mm-hmm. of that. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. Huh. But I was like, this is a perfect fit considering the new season of Stranger Things. The second part just got dropped, so. Oh. Oh, you're tying it back to Miss Vecna as well. Miss Vecna. I'm, like, okay. finding the little things that, like, have been popularized and going, wow, Making, like, one big thing. Making a whole thing. So. Did you Google, is Vecna real? And then <laughs> this guy came up. No, but we should. <laughs> That'll be your case for the next time. The next I time just covered Vecna. Vecna, there's a whole thing. Everyone's like, spoilers. So, though the uh, sack man may hunt primarily at night, it's not limited. You have to think it seriously. It's not limited by any means to night, so it only prefers darkness. Uh, The creature may be found in crypts, abandoned houses, dark woods, or anywhere that shadows reign. I can also be found there. (laughs) Yeah, Logan is also actually found in shadows and where all darkness is, so. The gravekeepers have actually asked me to start paying rent at the mausoleum. They're like, please leave our crypt. Please leave (laughs) where all things good in the world. Stop. I should go as the Tales of the Crypt guy for Halloween. Like, be like balding and go, Tales from the Crypt. (laughs) You have really bony fingers. Did that ever freak you out as a kid? Everything freaked me out as a kid. But did you watch Tales of a Crypt as a kid? I that show messed it. me up. I don't think as a kid I watched that. Tales was, of the Crypt was wild. I was too busy watching it was on, other stuff. It was on the popular uh, mm-hmm. network before Shudder was a thing, Miss Chiller. I love Chiller. Chiller? That's where I saw it. 10 out of 10 experience. Do you know what the Tales of the Crypt guy looks like? Who he looks like? Look him up. Look up the Tales of the Crypt guy. It's like the first image. Yeah, yeah. I'll go as him. He kind of looks like the guy from, uh, what was that other 
movie that was like Disney. The blonde guy. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> what the heck is this movie? Oh, Monster. Monster High. No. <laughs> it was like a Goosebumps thing, but it wasn't Goosebumps. Mon Monster. I'll think of it later. Monster. That's gonna drive me crazy. But he has like that weird balding thing and the long blonde hair. Do you know know what I'm talking about? Balding with the long blonde hair. It had that. Um, I have no more information. I. I have it. it. I have the movie. It's in the back of your head. It's just actually the tales from oh, the crypt guy. It's not. And you're like, no. this is it. Remember, he lives in the house, and there's like all the bones in the basement. In another world. You know? Bones in the basement. There's a whole other world. Is it a Disney Channel original movie? Mostly ghostly. Oh my god. Oh my mostly ghostly. Gosh. Yeah, mostly ghostly. Remember that guy? I used to love the mostly ghostly books, so I'm mad at myself that I like did not pick up on that. Those I were my favorite know. books. You have to see this guy. Mostly ghostly. The long haired guy. This guy. Oh, um <laughs> I why can't I remember his name right now? But basically like Spoilers for the mostly ghostly books. Spoilers. They didn't know his name throughout the like entire uh, book series, mm-hmm. and in the very last book to defeat him, they figure out that his name is like uh, an anagram, I think, or something, or like oh, it's like a thing where like backwards? yeah, it's like backwards, and they have to like solve it like a puzzle, mm-hmm. and then he says their name, and like he like is defeated. Oh, it was that's like cool. it, to my like twelve year old brain. I was like, "Whoa!" You said that's I was the like, "This thing is ever. crazy." But now I'm like, all they had to do was say his name, name backwards. backwards. A joke. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Who? <laughs> exactly. So back to Mr. Boobick guy, um, Boobick. hiding in the shadows, just like Logan. Uh, <laughs> the Sackman's cart is pulled by an army of cats. <laughs> <gasps> that's um, kind of cute. It's really cute, and it's silent when it stalks such places and stays in faded state between reality and the beyond. So it's kind of like the in-between type area of going back to an upside down. Yeah, situation. upside down, but here. <laughs> so when the Bubik decides to leave such haunted places, the feline scream radiates in an overwhelming <laughs> cacophony, and the cart bursts big as word. if yeah, it is. And the cart bursts as if it's out of hecky wecky itself into reality. Mm-hmm. So it just like gets really chaotic and it's really loud and crazy and just like bursts through like the the barrier between the worlds and comes into the real world. That'd be like a super fun visual to see. I know. Why is there no movie about this guy? Come on now. I want to no, see exactly. It. That'd be like so good. I I'm also having a hard time though. At the same time, <laughs> thinking like they said like the thing like it's pulled by a bunch of cats, but they're quiet. I'm like, how you get? A giant group of cats to be completely quiet. Because they're being possessed. They're probably possessed by this thing. You're just like, shut up, kitty cat. Get a grip. Or they're just really silent cats. They can't help They're just like very shy and introverted. They're just really good cats. They're no such thing. Watch them out. (laughs) Heard it here first. Logan hates cats. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) So, I can't believe you hate cats. (laughs) I'm going to do a cat case next. Do what you want. Can't catch cat. Can't catch Harry? Can't catch Caddy? Can't catch a sack man. The sack man seems to be <laughs> the, the sack man. <laughs> <laughs> The sack man seems to be the Czech people's version of the boogeyman, as we've talked about. However, the monster is actually believed to be based on a real life person that lived in the 1700s. Me. <laughs> Logan the Master in the 1700s. So in one version, the sack man stalks orphans from place to place and throws them in his sack and dumps them out of an out of the orphanage. In other versions, the man comes off far from cruel and evil from the elaboration of details. Um, you see the sack man went uh, 
about a town or city, and he'd collect more and more orphans and throw them into the large sack, uncaring. And if there were more than one inside, or even three or more, he would carry the sack carelessly, like nothing of worth was within it. So sometimes he'd fill it with all the children he would carry, which was actually quite substantial but not consistent. So like he'd have like different amounts and mm-hmm. was crazy with it. And so many of the orphans actually died long before they even reached the orphanage from his callous and brutal transportation. Then when he arrived at the orphanage, he just dumped the corpses of living or the cold heart, like, or the dead ones on the cold heart ground. So, so yeah. So that, that, that was a real thing. That it's based on said. this story. So it's based on a living person. So I'm assuming there has to be some truth like in this. Like based on a living person, meaning like it was like an actual person who was yeah. existing. But they don't know like the name or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it doesn't say a name. But I guess wow. there was definitely someone in the 1700s who did something like this to start this story in the first place. Wow. Like there's truth rooted in it. Yeah, I like wonder like how... Because I'm not saying it's, like, not true or something, but I wonder yeah. how much, like, documentation is out there of, like, that. Because that's just so crazy. But that was such, like, a um, big, like, not big thing at the time, but, like, it was kind of, like, a very cruel mm-hmm. thing to do back then. But a lot of people did it, like, um, going back to, like, even stuff with, like, I've talked about before, but, like, yeah. Gettysburg and stuff. Like, there was mm-hmm. a lot of orphans who were... Um, uh, treated and abused that were just like not okay whatsoever. Yeah. Um. So it's just like wild to think like this is like based off like a real thing, even though obviously like, um, this guy is like complete fiction. Um, yeah. Watch, he's like not, and he like comes out the windows like Don't you think I'm fiction? That. You think I'm fiction? You think I'm a fake? You think I'm fake? I'm fake. I live but in the wow. 1700s. That is wild. But either way, the idea that like anything like that could happen in real life is really creepy. Because like I mm-hmm. feel like it's easier to separate yourself from something like that, like thinking it's like some crazy folklore thing. Mm-hmm. But when someone goes, yeah, this person lived in the 1700s and did all this stuff, you're like, oh. Like, oh, that's real? Like, it's creepy. And I feel like that's kind of why we mostly don't do true crime, because it's mm. like... I don't even really yeah. like watching much true crime, because it mm. irks me in a way that's like, that's too real, and like, mm-hmm. those are real people. It's like teetering a line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's easier to separate yourself when it's like a yeah. folklore case, and you're like, oh. But I can see how like this, man. like, because ha- every, like folklore legend has like an uh urban an story to it yeah because like even krampus for example i'm pretty sure is like based off of like a few like real real things, things or like idea it. of real things yeah yeah it's, like, it's also like not to bring this up too but it's just like so wild in like the 1700s like every time we've done a case there mm-hmm. there's like some like insane mystical magical person yeah that's inside of it because that's the one where the jumping man's from Oh, yeah. He's in that time period, yeah, and, like, he doesn't sound real, but there's, like... Jack? What's his name? Flying... Flying Dutch... Oh, Spring, Spring Hill Jack? Spring Hill Jack! I found him when I was looking up this case. It's from the same, like, group of things, so you're right, you're on the money. Come on, let's you're on go. The money brain. Also, do you say you're on the money a lot? Is that you? Do you say that? Oh, maybe. I don't... Maybe I do, and I don't I've started saying it at work. Like, after, uh. like, people, like, <laughs> ask me a question, I go, yep, you're on the money. Maybe. Maybe I've influenced... Or you've influenced me. I don't remember. I don't know. Can't tell yet. Couldn't tell. Figure it out. We're just influencing each other. <laughs> Influencers. <laughs> Ew. I really hated that. Personally, it's a no for me. <laughs> I'd love to never do that again. So, to continue. Unnervingly, the Czech people are not the only ones who have this legend. An extremely similar monster is found in other cultures across Europe and beyond as well, such as Spain, Portugal, Brazil, and Poland. Um, El Hombre del Saco is its name in Spanish-speaking mm. countries, with varying differences in how it's pronounced. 
and it will seek out misbehaved children in the night and take them away to sell them. And interesting enough, it seems all the creature's legends share the word sack somewhere in the name, other than when it's referred to as the bubik. So it's definitely something that's, like, heard of across the world. Yeah. And even, like, when I was initially going into this case, there were people in, like, the Czech Republic fighting on whether or not it was actually, like, a Czech legend. Oh, But then there was a lot of people saying this is from the Czech Republic. So if it's not and, like, I'm spreading false information... Wait, it's like a debate? How so? Like, it's well, just like... Well, there was like this whole thread of people who were arguing whether or not it was actually a Czech legend. Huh. But the thing is, it is like known around the world. So it yeah. could have been something that like eventually was spread like, there, got there and thought that it was started there. And now it's just like something that people aren't sure of. Wow. So if I'm spreading false information, know that I know that it might be wrong and don't listen to me verbatim. I'm just... But, like, for most, like, research you were looking at, it said it was, like, a case from there. Yeah, several different sources said that it was from that, so. That's so interesting. I've never heard of, like, uh, people beefing about if an urban legend in there, like, like, an urban legend was true in their uh, country or not. Yeah, and, like, some people are, like, offended, and other people are, like, dude, chill, it literally is from here. So, like, it really could be, and some people are just, like, up in arms about it. Yeah. But either way. Can you imagine if we were beefing that the New Jersey Devil's not, like, a He's United not from States. New Jersey. <laughs> like, he's actually from Ohio. He's not, in, like, an American ledger or anything? Like, no, he's from Ontario. It's the it's you the idiot. Ontario Devil, you so offended, idiot. So you idiot. <laughs> it's he's like, the, my bad, my bad. It's the Toronto, Ontario, Canada Devil. How dare you? You actual idiot. <laughs> so, also, yeah. I was, like, thinking about this, too, because I know I just mentioned him since we talked about, like, the sack thing, but doesn't Krampus also have, like, a sack mm-hmm. and snatches up the kids? Yeah. So, like... It's very similar. Even when it was talking about how other people, like, um, when children are behaving badly, that brings us back to, like, mm-hmm. when we did, like, the um, different short mysteries on our TikTok page, mm-hmm. when it was, like, all the Christmas ones, like, a yeah. like, Ryla and, like, she has the Yule Cat. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. like there's a lot of similarities between like those boogeyman type people with the kids. And, yeah, like, they're being bad. They get treated this way. Da da da. Like it has very similar ideas yeah. in it. So yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's like, that's so wild. You're right, because like, this is kind. Of, honestly, it's kind of like a little bit of like a Christmas in July. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> in July party. Wow, that's yeah. Oh my goodness, it's just so wild. How every time we do a case, like there's some call back to something else mm-hmm. just every time this There's one's like, like a nice big call back to everything you and i are gonna like start like making we're gonna have like a board and we it's should. gonna be a string board of all the connections and we're gonna figure it out we should we're getting close to episode 50 so i'm sure we have plenty to work with we are getting close to episode 50 on the lookout for 50 <laughs> but yeah so let's continue so that was basically like the entire backstory type mm. thing in a condensed version but we're gonna get on to a really long story just to like Ooh. set the vibes for the evening okay. so it's actually it's a Reddit story, but it was originally a creepypasta, and I wasn't able to find who the original creepypasta author was, and it might be the person who posted on Reddit, but Pretty either way, sure. I'm not sure. It could be someone beautiful, and I love you. I'm trying to cite you, but I don't know you, <laughs> but we're going to cite the person on Reddit anyway, so that is um, final underscore report. So this is their whole story. Okay. They wrote about their experience with the Bubik. So Ooh, okay. Strap in. Like... She's long, so chime in when long, you feel like right. How long? She's pretty long, so she's I'm just, a book. I'm gonna read like it's story time. What if I fall asleep right here? I'm like, <laughs> I go, Logan. What do you think? I'm like, it was great. I, I love the part where <laughs> I love he, when that happens. He, he took the kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. He took the child. Okay, so right. here we go. This is I'm part ready. one. So this is not me. This is this person in the story. So it's not go. you, are you sure? This isn't me, I promise. Wink, <laughs> wink. So I should preface this by disclosing that what I'm going to tell you is going to be disturbing. 
It's been years, and I just can't get what I've seen out of my mind. Perhaps I should have never done what I did. Let time and nature cover up horrors that should never have come to light. Perhaps my actions have permanently harmed people I care about, scarred the soul of my town, and broken my family. For what it's worth, I can at least comfort myself with knowing I uncovered some truth, no matter how dark it is. I gave closure to some families, even though they might have preferred living in the dark knowing what they know now. Ooh. All of this, all of this horror that I know, now know as my own doing started with a stupid dare. So for the sake of context, I'll say this. I live in a rather small town, a mountain town, in the lower region of Eastern Europe. Our town isn't far from the nearest large city, but due to altitude and poor infrastructure, it often felt very remote and disconnected. As most cultures, we have our myths and folklore. One story that stuck to our town specifically is that of the Zasko's Ember, or as most people refer to it as the Bubik. The Bagman, or the Sackman. Uh, the Bubik is a dark figure that takes away bad kids and curious kids that stray too deep into the woods. I bet you can see where this is going. Despite parental warnings, it became a dare among kids to venture into the woods, and it has been so for generations. But kids do disappear. At least one kid goes up in smoke every few years. If anything, this motivated my friends even more to dare each other to go out there. Knowing that more years had passed, now that in between all of these other disappearances, the bad man was hungry again. It was a talk at school. Only the bravest would dare to step past the threshold of the woods in the middle of the night and find the Bubik's cave. But if they returned in one piece, according to legend, the Bubik would be obliged to grant them seven years of fortune. There was a sort of jittery excitement among students, as everyone held their breath for someone tough or dumb enough to commit this act. The chatter in school grew to the point where the teachers and parents started warning their children daily to not venture out into the woods, especially at night. The mountain here is treacherous and tricky, and knowing that the victims most likely just fell or got lost in one of the hundreds of caves only managed to dissuade a few of us. The truth then was clear to me. The disappearances had stopped because of construction of the hydroelectric dam, and some new roads cut off the main entryways into the woods from our town, and we just started having better ways of entering ourselves than going outdoors, entertaining ourselves than going outdoors. Mm. So after high-speed internet cables finally connected us to the rest of the world. So of course, to most of my classmates, eager to heat up the tension, this only meant that the Bubik's cave was destroyed, that he now roamed the woods angrily searching for a new lair to strike again soon, more hungry than ever. It would have been a good theory if not for the fact that no bodies were ever found during the deforestation that occurred to make room for the constructions. I have to admit that back then I was just as excited as everyone else with no intention or courage to be the one going into the woods, and without really believing in it, I was more happy to keep the rumors going. It all escalated when my friends Istvan uh, claimed to have found a clue it didn't take a lot of convincing me to race after him to the local cemetery. Isvan was pointing at the back of the cross with a smile on his face. For a moment, I wasn't sure what to look at. Isvan sighed and tapped on the hard wood and proceeded to wipe his thumb over a small area, squinting my eyes so I could make out a carving. The shape of a bag was carved into the wood, within it the word book in my native language inside it. Mm -hmm. Don't you get it? He started. It's a clue to find the bubik. I tried to get excited with him, but I honestly failed to see what he meant. Later in school, I discovered that a similar carving was found on the back of a loose wooden panel in a toilet stall. Some kid had noticed the loose panel and thought it would be a great place to hide his cigarettes. 
Isvan had a grin on his face as he listened to people eagerly discussing the meaning of the symbol. When we were alone, Isvan confided that he had immediately understood it was a clue, and figured since the Bubik has been around for ages, other clues had to be somewhere around the oldest spots in town. He spent hours covering every inch of the cemetery before he found the carving. My excitement rising with every word he spoke, I barely noticed when he stopped talking. So? He grinned wide. So what? I failed to catch on. So you know what this means, right? The next clue has to be in the library. Hello, book. <laughs> and that was that. So pause for a second. This kind of reminds me of um, oh, Death Note. Just the yeah. vibe. It does not remind you of Death Note mm-hmm. just a little bit. Yeah, it definitely does. It's definitely getting there. Maybe that's where he got the idea, or Death Note got the idea from this. <gasps> like, they, just like the way it's like stalking the kid and like kind of has like yeah. this weird vibe. I know it's very different. I I love uh, since we're like in like the middle of it. I love the yeah. idea that like um, he used to be like so like thriving Mm -hmm. and successful and then like the explanation was that the internet became a thing and then they started chopping down the woods so he got mad and is now like i'm going to prey on this one individual he's going to pray and like now he has a new layer because the other one got all destroyed yeah i just think that's so interesting that's like a very good like uh modern horror kind of story i kind of like like imagine like there being a layer like somewhere in like the outskirts of pittsburgh that everyone like knew something lived there it kind of gives me, like, this is a random reference to make, mm-hmm. but it kind of gives me the same vibe of a ghost story. Yeah, With, like, how, like, towards the end, it's, like, he's still kind of, like, haunting the area, but it's, mm-hmm. like, now this, like, futuristic, like, city kind of vibe. Yeah. Obviously, it's not that yet, but it's just kind of, like, the idea of modern society getting better and better in tech, but those paranormal entities still living. Still living. It's like imagining, like, the Green Man Tunnel. Like, what is it, Charlie No-Face? Is that the guy that oh, was from the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the imagining Pittsburgh one? if, yeah, if he could leave his tunnel, like, and leave that area... And stop Pittsburgh? Oh, my God. We would be Mm-mm. dead. <laughs> We'd be very dead. He'd be knocking on that window right now. And I'd be like, please leave, Charlie. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's kind of the vibe we're going with so far. Ooh, we're going to continue, okay. but I wanted to just yeah. check in. Get a check, check in. in. I'm so, enjoying. Thank you. To continue, before I knew it, we had checked out all the books the library had on local mythology and the Bubik specifically. Not that there were a lot, just around seven. Most of the books were rather recent, so it was impossible that they held other symbols left to the Bubik. But we checked them out just to be sure. Maybe they could point us in the right direction or help us get some context to translate other clues. Isfan read the oldest book, which was just a narration of the legend. I chose one of the most recent books that detailed the historic origins of the story and the real disappearances that it was built around. So three brothers vanished around 1550 in a town that most likely served as the foundation for the town I live in now. The author seemed convinced that the boys were taken by a band of Ottoman slaves. Only the body of the oldest boy was found a few kilometers up the mountain near a deserted camp. It took me no more than a half an hour before I got bored and gave up. But Isfan was entirely enthralled and barely took notice as I got up to leave for home. Suddenly he yelled out to me. The cover had a pretty simplistic drawing of a dark figure, clearly representing the Bubik, sneaking around with a bag thrown over his back. In the background, the outline of houses in the distance. Close to the Bubik was drawn a well, Isfan's finger once again tapping impatiently. I had to take the book and hold it inches away from my face before I saw it, but it was undeniable. The symbol of a bag was drawn in the dark pit of a well. 
Ooh, imagine, imagine. A picture of like a symbol of a bag down a well. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wells don't sit right with me. Uh-uh. That's like a portal to something. No, that's where the ring girl is. The ring girl? Isn't she in a well at one point? Who's the ring girl? From the ring? I thought you said the <laughs> rain girl. Wasn't the ring girl in a well at one point? Yeah. Yeah. In the basement? Isn't there a well in the basement? Something yeah. Happens? Oh, and then that's there's so one in the creepy. video, too. But yeah, picture oh, no. creepy dark well in the bag in the on the book. Huh, so. so vividly. <laughs> so vividly. I'm horrified. I'm actually really scared. So, the next day, we met up at the old well. It had been locked up for years, so there was no way for us to get in. Not that that was a big issue. Isfan and I were climbing around the structure like a couple of monkeys, regardless. Not bothering to contain ourselves for onlookers. And there it was. Another carving on the inside of the wooden roof of the well. A bell with the word key in it. Before long, we decided the next clue had to be carved on the church bell. Getting up there was harder than it sounded. Since neither of us ever really wanted went to church in general, all eyes would probably be on us if we showed, suddenly showed up and started looking around. So this mm. is getting kind of crazy. It really feels like a treasure hunt that like this guy's like yeah. kind of lure them in with like all these different. This is like a Netflix original movie or Why like is something. This not? They're like, we're going to the church. We're gonna find this thing. They probably can't find the creepypasta writer, so they couldn't do it. Oh, that, that's a great point. Maybe. So, we made an entire tactical plan, planned out escape routes, emergency signals, non-verbal communications. We even made backpacks filled with flashlights, rope, and other stuff. Our adventure became so very real to us that we grew more and more invested in it. We were really on to something. We were actually going to uncover the mystery of the Bubik. The Bubik was real. We kept it all to ourselves because we were going to be the brave heroes that solved the curse that has laid on this town for centuries. In the end, all of the planning had turned out to be a waste of time. One summer night, we simply entered an open back door of the church and walked up the tower stairs. The bell was much larger up close than we imagined. Just gliding my hand over the surface made me realize this thing had to wait tons. I was honestly stiff with adrenaline. Every small noise below us gave me the urge to run away and leave this one behind. I was intending to get caught breaking into the church in the middle of the night. My heart skipped a beat when Isfahan suppressed a hushed cheer. He discovered the carving, his flashlight pointing at a wooden beam right above the bell. (sighs) It was hard to make out from a distance, so one by one we crawled up and then down the wooden beams of the bell chamber. Oh, why would you do that? Why would you do that? It was the shape of a tulip with the word hut in it. For some reason, I was taken aback. A tulip. I had expected the clues to be scary things. Isfan wasn't going to be completely disappointed so quickly, though. All the way home, he explained to me about the story of Bubik, which he seemed to suddenly be an expert on. He read and reread the book. What if he is Bubik? Uh, he read and reread the book so many times in the last few days that he seemed to know word for word. The key, he said, has to refer to Key Road. Once home, he flipped through the pages as if in a hurry. Indeed, one part of the story talks about the protagonist having to choose which way to go to find the Bubik's cave. The story doesn't detail which way to go, but one was called the Roastery Road. The other key road, I had to admit, I found no flaw in its logic. But what about the tulip in the hut, I offered. Isvan Tzu hadn't a clue about that. He continued telling me about the legend. In the story, the child hero ended up defeating the Bubik by outsmarting him. The book, though, never actually detailed what the hero did. Not which road he chose, not what weapon he used. It only detailed choices he had to make, not the ones he actually did make. An unsatisfying conclusion. An unsatisfying conclusion. 
So I'm sure we're missing something, Isvan said. There has to be something in here that symbolizes a tulip or a hut, or maybe it's something lost in translation, you know? Maybe tulip just meant something different back then. The next day off, we headed to the library again. I convinced Isvan that tulip was probably just like key, referring to a road. Perhaps key road was just to set us on our way and the next junction would give us a choice between one road and a road called Tulip Road. On some of the more recent maps, Key Road was already no longer marked. We compared older maps and found that Key Road was partially removed by the deforestation. So at least a part of Key Road was still there, and we should have been able to access it by crossing the dam and climbing down the mountainside. The two only maps that marked Key Road showed it as a dead end a mile or so into the woods. The library lady practically laughed us out of the door when we requested even older maps. There were, they were apparently too fragile for our hands and were kept in a National Historic Document facility. We did find a cabin not too far from Key Road, but that too was no longer marked on the more recent maps as it had been destroyed by the dam. Because of this, we sought out my grandparents. Unsurprisingly, my grandfather was well aware of the legend. He had grown up in this town and lived through ten or so disappearances himself, one of which, he told me, had been a good friend of his from school. His friends had been planning to go into the woods, but refused to let my grandfather tag along with him. After threatening to tell on him, their friendship broke off, and his friends seemed to lose interest in the Bubik. A little while later, he vanished. Because of this, my grandfather was rather upset when I started telling him I was interested in the Bubik. I had to Ooh. promise him. It was just a writing assignment for school, and I had no interest in going out into the woods myself. So now I'm feeling bad for Mr. Grandpa. Yeah. I feel like that's also, like, how all kid, like, stories go. Like, oh, my God, it's just, like, for um, a report I have to do for school. Yeah. That's, like, a lot of it. He's like, please don't do that. Please don't disappear. I literally need you, son. Grandson. 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 So it was when speaking about the route that the hero of the legend would have taken that what he realized was a valuable source of information. We tried our best to hide our excitement and let him ramble on, giving us exactly what we needed without even realizing it. So there was no tulip road. There was, however, a spot in the mountains that was notorious for being the only area where wild tulips grew by themselves. A certain mountain ridge of which we could pretty easily piece together the location of afterwards. This is where everything went completely off the hook. I should have stopped right there, but Isfan and I were too obsessed by this point to not see it as even more reason to push on. Then my grandfather took the book Istvan brought and smiled sadly as he let his fingers go over it. Such a silly story, and such harm it has done. He opened the book and flipped the pages, a tear welling up in his eye. As he sighed and went to close the book, his fingers slipped over the registry card, tucked away in a paper pocket glued to the inside of the cover. For those who don't know, before the digital age, everyone that took out a book from the library signed the date and their name on such a little card. Mm-hmm. That's not that old. We had that when we yeah, were Yeah, no, I remember that. You're trying to make it They're like, if you young whippersnappers don't Four. know, we used to write on our, uh, we had on our books. We did that, and we had the digital age. So, I don't want to go over too much detail. As the ambulance arrived, Estevan and I were asked a couple of questions, so... He just screamed and collapsed, we uttered. Istvan's parents came to take him home. My parents took me to the hospital. My grandfather had suffered a heart attack while we were speaking. (gasps) Years later, he is still not fully recovered, but he survived. Oh, no. So I feel a deep sense of shame for what I'm about to say. But in that moment, despite all the trauma my family has gone through, 
The first and only thing I wanted was to call Isfahan and discuss what this meant for our mission. <laughs> Not him wanting to discuss all of this, but his grandfather literally almost dying. Right? He said, like, I know this is wrong despite all of this, but like, I just wanted to call Isfahan and talk about this. Oh my gosh. So my grandfather had collapsed after glancing over the registry card and he yelled, Tomas, Tomas. He huffed as he raised himself in his chair. Sweet little Tomas. He croaked with his hand clutching his chest. So I'm assuming Tomas was his friend that had yeah. passed and he had checked on this book. Mm-hmm. Oh. <gasps> so he had okay. had that book Whoa. before. But now we're going to get into a little bit of part two. It's not as long as the first half, but this is the <laughs> end of the story. Okay. So um, this will be the conclusion of my story. Isvan and I were unstoppable. Before long, we were back in the library, skimming the digital copies of old newspapers. After nearly an hour, we found what we were looking for. Tomas, 13 years, old at the t- 13 years old at the time, vanished around the time my grandfather was the same age. Tomas, mm. a victim of the Bubik, had read the book. Tomas, we knew now, had been on the same path as we were, but he hadn't been as smart as us. He had been alone. He had made mistakes, and he had missed something. He was he was the uh, he was the grandpa's best friend. Yeah. Oh wow. So nothing seemed to be shocking enough to break our determination anymore. Isvan began to religiously search for more articles of missing children. Tomas wasn't the first nor the last. There had been a dozen or so others that we found in the next three hours alone, and then hours went by without finding anything. Years worth of newspapers mentioned nothing about disappearances. A few accidents near the woods, a few disappearances that were later solved as murders or kidnappings by locals, but no more telltale nightly vanishings, no more unsolved disappearances. Isvan and I called it a night. Our families were a little more lenient than usual and didn't make a big issue of our tardiness. They assumed our traumatic experience with my grandfather warranted a little more freedom for a while. We broke our heads over what it had to mean. For some reason, either kids only started disappearing some 80 years ago, or the newspapers refused to mention it prior to that. The only other disappearances we managed to link to the Bubik were those of the original story in medieval times. We were stuck, or so it seemed. For a week or so, nothing new came up. Isfan and I were still huddled together every lunch break, but conversations started to steer towards other topics, eventually. Then one day, I connected the dots. It had been right in front of me the entire time. The registry card. Thirteen of the twenty people that took out the old storybook from the library also vanished. Oh Ooh, wow! This is so it's very like Stranger Things. First off, yeah, it's like a hit list. Not a hit list, but it's like a list of like everyone. Yeah. Ooh. So thirteen of the twenty people that took out the old storybook vanished, and all of the unsolved disappearances that we found of kids around our age that disappeared near the woods read the specific book. <gasps> Every single one. Wait, didn't the one kid read it front to back? Oh, no. Oh, my god! So, this one like glared at the registry card with terrified eyes and then to the open book <gasps> next to us. Suddenly, the once innocent book seemed to have a menacing appearance, as if even touching it was bringing a curse upon ourselves. Isvan eventually closed the book rapidly and threw it in his backpack, but not before wrapping a sweater around it. The next time I saw Istvan, he wasn't carrying the book. I knew what it meant, and neither of us even mentioned it. It seemed as if we decided that we had all the information we could have extracted from it. We had come a long way, but we still didn't know where to find the Bubik or how to defeat it. But the determination was still there. We would have to be more clever than all the other kids. We would wait until we were sure, until we gathered all the clues. Our next stop was Istvan's grandmother. Our conversation with my grandfather made it clear to us 
how valuable the insights of people that remember the town in the old ways were. We carefully brought up the Bubik, trying to mention subtly that we were just doing homework. His grandmother laughed at us. We were too old for fantasy stories. Uh -oh. And only kids dumb enough to fall for peer pressure were dumb enough to fall into some dark cave and break their necks, she jeered. Mm. Eventually, we steered the conversation away from the legend and got her to open up about the town during her childhood years. Before long, she was giving us what we wanted. The book, she knew, was written by a man that everyone called Bubis. It was funny, she would say with a smile, and the man we called Bubis would write a book about the Bubik. For those who are not from where I live, it has to explain that a Bubis is a small creature that lives in caves. It has nothing to do with the actual Bubik, who is an evil creature. Bubis was the name given to the author of the book, and he was a hermit that lived in a small house in the woods beyond what is now the dam. The townspeople would refer to the house as the cave, because he would spend weeks there before venturing back into the town for supplies. When the plans for the dam were made public, the people of the town urged Bubis to come live closer, and he was already nearing old age. He waved concerns away as he was happy where he lived, and he started to grow a small fruit and vegetable farm to survive. If I'm too old to crawl up the mountain for supplies, he told them, I am no longer worthy of living on it, and it can take me. I have everything I need now to be content. Oh, wow. So to our young ears, deafened by adventure, this awoke in us an invigorated sense of quest. The man who researched and compiled all this information on the Bubik lived in a house in the woods, the hut of the tulips, surely. This must have been that he, and only he, had the final clues. He would judge those brave and smart enough to find him and equip them with the final pieces of the puzzle. The rest would be up to us. Surely, Bubis had to be dead by then. According to our calculations, he must have been around 40 or 50 when the dam was built and around 60 when he stopped coming into town. He must have been pushing 90 or 100, we decided, and he likely already died 30 or more years ago. Isfahan took the lead as usual. Even if the man was dead, he would have more books or tools or clues in his cabin. We didn't need the man. For all we knew, people had already visited the cabin and defeated the Bubuk. The disappearances didn't stop because the Bubuk was hiding, but because people had been defeated. I'm sure to you all, it's already painfully clear what was about to happen. But to us, back then, knowing that perhaps someone else had beaten us to it was something we refused to accept. We had to find the cabin and get the key to defeating the Bubuk and hunt him down. It was us and only us that could keep the town safe for another generation. The next weeks went by in a blur. When we finally stumbled back into town, the police were already looking for us. From there on out, we spent weeks moving from police station to hospital to psychiatric wards. Eventually, we went back to school, but even then, it didn't stop. Teachers would give us sad glances. Some students would avoid us entirely. Others would high-five us as if we were the coolest kids ever. Isvan and I stopped talking entirely. His family moved away. I heard just a few months ago that Isfan decided he could no longer live with what he had been through. Mm. I ended up becoming somewhat of a hermit myself. The cruelty of young age wasn't spared on me, and before long I was known as Bubis. Mm. My family did their best to support me, but they understood that as soon as I graduated high school, I had to leave for university. It wasn't even a discussion about what study I would choose or which college was best for me. Everywhere, everyone knew we were just looking for the one that was the furthest away from my home. I guess I should tell you now what did happen, as I notice I am trying to delay the nece necessary as much as possible. Well, Perhaps it's healthy to write the entire story out for once. Perhaps it will be the only time I ever will. 
I don't know where my life will go from here, but I know now the Bubik's curse. An empty life. A shell of a human. I long for the day I will wither away and my memories of the Bubik will fade. That fateful night, Isfahan and I had geared up as we had for the church mission. Flashlights, ropes, leather gloves, the whole works. It took us a few hours just to locate the overgrown key road and to find a suitable way to reach the tulip bridge from there. We had drawn a crude road map with the end destination being the cabin in the woods. As we stood in front of it, the fear was palpable. It looked nothing like we had idealized. It was in our minds. It wasn't the fortified safe house of a creature hunter, nor was it the magical lair of a wise druid. It was just a wooden shack. Multiple levels, it seemed. Old and abandoned, but not ransacked and empty. We had to pry the door open. Once inside, there were horrors in every corner of the house. The air burst out of the cabin as if a hundred years of torment finally found a way out. Thick and musky smells lingered over the dead and dried wood. A thick Whoa. layer of dust covered everything, from the furnace, to the cupboards, to the dead bodies. Wow. In the middle of the room sat the mummified body of a large man, slumped backwards in his chair, modeled as a throne. Next to him, <sighs> another body, that of a woman, it seemed a bit familiar, frail oh, no. and thin, in a grayish-blue dress. No. Long and thin hair covering the head as it laid slumped over, chained to her chair. There were more bodies, surely five or six, all mummified. There was a small boy in a cage wearing a dog collar that had seemingly survived for a while by gnawing on the leg of another body dressed in the clothes of a little girl. No. All of them chained to their posts or chairs. All of them displayed around the large man. What disturbed me most wasn't even seeing how even, as the corpses were stone cold and dead, it was still visible. Their positions were frantic that their last moments would have been trying to escape. They tried to break free, but during all of this, there sat the man with a grin on his dead face, ruling over his victims even in death. Isfun stood next to me, and his jaw clenched shut, and his eyes wide open in terror. It was that then that all of that sank in, when I realized all the red flags that I had so willingly ignored when I knew we had to get help. Police soon extracted all the bodies. More were found buried outside the house. In total... The hermit was found to have kidnapped at least 13 children. Most of the ones who were buried were all around the age of 20, at which point he probably found them too old to keep dominating or just too old for his taste. But even Ooh. if they were, their bodies were so emaciated from malnourishment that none of them would have ever been able to put up a fight. The only younger children that were buried were girls. It seemed the hermit now had no interest in them. Perhaps the sad form of fortune that these girls never had to experience the horrors that awaited the boys. The children were eventually reburied close to their own families. The hermit was cremated and on orders of the mayor, disposed of far outside the town. Oh, wow. So, perhaps not all the truths need to see the light. Perhaps not all crimes need to be solved. All I can do now is share my story one last time and hope that in time, Isfahan, his and his family, and those of the victims can forgive me. And that our story of suffering will fade in time, just as that of the Bubik should have. So that's the story. It was a lot. Mind blowing. We we, we wow. really just went through like a whole campfire, like Netflix original. I know. Wow. But also initially, when they were talking about like the Bubist, like the person that lived, that was like a hermit type mm -hmm. person. When they were talking about him, he literally sounded like the Grinch. 
No, yeah, they kind of. Really sound like the Grinch? like Mayor of Whoville kind of, not Mayor, <laughs> Whoville kind of style. Yeah, just like oh he my God. wanted to just be in his place. He didn't want yeah. to go out and be with all the other people on the down the yeah. mountainside. But also, like that was like the name was like Boobus, yeah. uh, like after like his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow. the fact that it got that crazy and like yeah, that they weren't just on some like wild goose hunt, they actually found something. That felt like um, that story was really good. It felt like a lot, like a like a love letter to like a bunch of different like horror movies yeah. and stuff. I was getting like uh, the Boogeyman. I was getting like Bye Bye Man. Yeah. I was getting oh, a yes. lot. There was a lot. And oh, what the heck was I thinking when I was reading this? It reminded me of Jeepers Creepers a lot too. Yeah. Just like I was getting Bye Bye Man when they were talking about in the woods the like sketches they had of like him like in all like black yeah. and stuff. I was like, that is so freaky. But yeah. Because like sketches like that are like a huge thing and like hor- mm-hmm. I was like, that is so cool. Like I don't know if this story. If- not likely to be real. But I don't like, think. It's, no, but, but it's definitely based in some truth, obviously, yeah. because this whole Bubik thing is based in truth. I feel like it gives more context to the Bubik, though. Like, it definitely, yeah. like, makes you feel like it's a real legend and, like, yeah. a story. Because I was, like, looking for different Bubik stories, yeah. and then I stumbled upon this, and I was like, I should yeah. do Creepypasta just because, like, they are so, like, yeah. you're just immersed in the entire story. It sounds like there wasn't a lot of legend. I don't think, honestly, like... Um, I'm not opposed to it at all, but I don't think we've ever had, like, a story like that before in the yeah. podcast. Oh, no. That was, like, so, that was so fun to just sit back and just, like, yeah. immerse into. Yeah, if we had more time, I would have done more ad-libbing, but I was like, oh, God, that's, I read, like, 40 pages. Yeah, that's why, like, <laughs> the, our listeners are like, damn, Logan's been quiet for a really I know, I felt time. bad, because I wanted to talk and, like, interject about, like, this reminds me of XYZ. Yeah, and, like, it's better to take, like, a little break in between, though, but I think, but it was really enjoyed good it. you could like paint the story and then come back yeah. and have your thoughts but yeah no I yeah. really liked that a lot so what are your thoughts do you believe in the boobic apart from this story but do you think there's any truth like what are your thoughts on the situation um I think there definitely is some um truth to it especially because it is in a bunch of like other different cultures too mm-hmm. and I love the way they like I said this already but like how they kind of described him as like a force of nature and like in nature yeah because i think a lot of uh paranormal activity stuff is involved in the energy of the world and, yeah like, paranormal i feel like i sound like very <laughs> much like peace love in the earth but babes. no it's definitely there but no yeah i think like especially after that story like i feel way more immersed in the idea of them and the whole thing with like the book thing was my favorite part All where it was clues. like they realized that everyone on that list was like yeah i was horrified when it was like yeah All the people on the registry card were like doomed it's just, like, feeding, like, the soul of, like, this crazy entity. I loved yeah. it. It was just cool that, yeah. that like, it well, is a creature, yeah. but then in this story, it was also a person that became, which yeah. is very similar to the original lore. Like, it could have been based on this person in the it's, 1700s or... Yeah. It's I, interesting. I gotta say, it's so interesting that, like, you're discussing, like, a cryptid type of, like, legend thing. Because, mm-hmm. like, we've done legends before, but, like, usually it's, like, a short, like, five-minute thing. Like, okay, like, we talked about that legend, because that's why we will do it for, like, the miniseries. Yeah. Or, like, um, the Under the Tree special. But this one was, like, there was, like, um, like, actual, like, real story behind it and, like, things. Like, there's actually, like, something here that is a mystery. Yeah. Which is, like, it awesome to is. me. Like, I've never heard of this thing before. Yay. So that's why I was so excited. Now I want to see if there's, like, media, like, content about this creature. Yeah. Like, online or, like, movie or something. I bet you, like, some, like, horror TV shows have, like, done it before. Like, yeah. some, it has to be out there somewhere. But that's why I guess, like, we've recognized creatures in similarity. Like, how we talked about, like, these yeah. bumps had similar... 
ideas, mm-hmm. but I feel like... A lot like of horror movies. I didn't really picture it as the pumpkin thing, like, through this entire thing. I always pictured, I forgot like, that it skeleton. was the pumpkin thing, Like, yeah. that's one of the variations, but I always pictured that, like, skeleton... Skeleton, scarecrow, yeah. That sack. Oh, but, that's so freaky. But, yeah, we're gonna go to our conclusion now. Okay. So, in conclusion, this nightmare-inducing creature known as Bubik, or the Sack Man has made quite an eerie impact on different cultures and many people around the world. So shout out again to the author of Finding the Bubik, the creepypasta story that can be found on Reddit beneath the username final underscore report. As always, thank you for listening, and I guess the truths of the Bubik and all of its terrifying tales will forever remain a mystery. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you guys so much for watching. This was yeah. episode four. four. And not we, two. Not two. How I mentioned in the previous. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be back next week for the Summer Tapes episode five, which will not just be my case. It'll be yeah. Tiffany's case. And, and a special guest. A very special guest coming on the show. Yes, we cannot wait for it. <laughs> and we will talk to you guys then. We love you the most. And make yes. sure you give us a follow on our socials. At their mystery files underscore on Instagram and find our other socials there. We yes, love you. Please. Goodbye. See you next time. Watch Sleep over the movie.